Hello, hello. This is Dr. Kamiko, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Welcome to Queens Unburden, a mental health perspective for women of color. We are excited today. We have a special guest with us. Crystal's going to introduce her to us. Yes, yes, yes. We are going to be talking about heartbreak for the month of part eight for the month of February. And we have a very special guest. I'm going to read to you Miss Belize Spivey. She is known as the STD Life Coach. She has helped millions of men and women living with herpes simplex virus. She offers them extensive education, psychological support, practical steps to overcome the stigma and natural outbreak products called Vanquish Care. In August of 2015, she started STD Life Coaching on social media after living with genital herpes simplex for over five years. Ms. Spivey's goal is to help individuals living with this virus see that they are not alone and to become more educated about their status. Ms. Spivey wrote the book called Overcoming What Can't Be Cured, a living, living beyond herpes to share her personal story as well. The business has grown into a feature in Essence Magazine, 2.5 thousand private online support groups for women and the largest YouTube channel, hundreds of one-on-one sessions, an annual event, and the first Black-owned six-figure herpes product line, Vanquish Care. Vanquish Care has launched, was launched in September of 2019 from the need in the herpes community to instant relief from herpes outbreak symptoms. Ms. Spivey has shared her products, recipes with many in the community and received impactful feedback. She took on starting the first Black-owned herpes product line. Ms. Spivey has grown Vanquish Care to a six-figure business in two years. Vanquish Care is making a huge impact in the herpes community. And so we want to really thank you so much, Belize, for coming on and being with us. We are talking about heartache this month. And I think that this is aligned so much because we're talking about relate. You know, when we think about February, we think about relationships as the mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is in the middle of the month. And mm-hmm. heartbreak can come in so many different ways. But I think that this really speaks to what some people experience and go through silently. So mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that many of our, our listeners have experienced heartbreak in various forms. And that's mm-hmm. from, from your perspective. I want We want to know. What are some of the common emotional responses to heartbreak and how can individuals begin to heal? For, for any, any individual who end up getting contracting herpes out of a relationship, the first thing they feel is betrayed. Mm. Um, they feel like, why would you do that to me? I love you. You love me. Why will you give me something I can't get rid of? Or you put me in a predicament where I feel like I'm stuck with you. Nobody ever want to feel stuck, especially if you're married. Now, if you're married is one thing. But if you're just, you know, dating someone, getting to know someone, you know, you haven't got to a year two mark where y'all have, you know, moved over into, you know, engagement and things of that nature, you feel like you're being, you know, trapped. Um, so a lot of people, mm-hmm. number one, they feel very much betrayed. After that, they just feel disgusting. They feel nasty. Mm-hmm. They feel unwanted. They feel damaged. Um, they The first thing they start doing is, number one, feeling, okay, who going to want me? Now, it ain't about mm. you wanting me. It's like, you don't put me in predicament where nobody gonna want me. Mm. You don't mess me up. You know, like, you don't put me... It's, they just feel very much in a trap mindset. Um, and after that, they just, after that one, they feel very disappointed in themselves. They're thinking like, number one, I'm grown. Number two, I should know better. And I always tell people, 
you can 100% prevent anything, but without knowledge, it's hard to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's very impactful. And I think that's why this is so amazing of a conversation because heart, heartbreak, betrayal, all of that, this is like, that's like ultimate, can be an ultimate thing when you're trying mm-hmm. to thrive in life and, and feeling like these things have kept you from being able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you say, how does a herpes diagnosis often impact romantic relationships and what unique challenges does it introduce in terms of heartbreak and trust? You've already mentioned some of the betrayal, which is, it's a strong word, but it's, it's, it's on That's point. it. That's the okay. number one thing. But the first reaction is how? When you're in a relationship, you're assuming that we're, we're committed. We're assuming that nobody's stepping mm. inside, the, outside the relationship unknowingly. Now, you know, poly is a big thing now and swinging yeah. is a big thing now. And, you mm. know, bisexual relationships, all of those things are a thing now, very open with. But if that's not the case and it's not, you know, open and we understand what we're doing, the first thing you're thinking is that we're being monogamous. And I feel like now I'm thinking you cheated on me, you know? And it's hard. As soon as you think somebody's cheated, it's really like, Trust out the window. Like, I don't care what you have done for me. I don't care how you treated me. I believe you cheated on me. And I'll say this to anyone who's listening to this. Just because you have herpes in a relationship doesn't mean you got it from that person. Mm. You could have had it prior. You know, Um, a lot of people don't know that when you go to the doctor, they don't test you for herpes. That's not one thing that's required Mm. um, to test you for. So, yeah, you're doing your due diligence. You know, I respect every person who's out here. You're getting tested. I don't care how much you have in sex, but you're doing your due diligence, all these things like that. But if you didn't know that it wasn't included in your test results, then at the end of the day, you still, quote unquote, feel like you failed yourself. But you didn't. You just wasn't uh, educated. Right. So people should maybe ask their, their provider to specifically test. Absolutely. You need to. But once again, most people, we hear this all the time. I got tested for everything. Um, I'm sorry you're not a medical professional. You got tested for what they test you for in that office. You're right. And then and okay. that's a good point because. <laughs> It could lie dormant then, is what you're saying. It, it didn't have to be that current partner. It could have been dormant. No, and sometimes it's not even dormant. Itching, burning, discomfort. As women, we experience things like that. Mm-hmm. That's a yeast infection. That's bacterial vaginosis. That's little things. Right. Men, they deal with jock ish. That's little things. It's so minor that you'll knock it off. Ladies, like, oh, every time my menstrual cycle comes on, I get a little itchy. They're assuming it comes with their menstrual cycle. Mm. when you don't know you don't know so you just think it's your new norm or it's your norm right right or if you have ongoing yeast infection if you have ongoing bv because of health conditions and all these other things you will literally ignore it let's be honest we're three women we have ignored things the little itching if it ain't too bad it's like girl bye i'll be all right right but when it get real bad it get the burning Mm -hmm. it starts to irritate you you can't function you can't think i said something wrong Mm-hmm, and men mm-hmm. are the same way. It has to be dang near about to fall off for a man mm-hmm. for him to want to go do something about it. Only if he's very health conscious. Um, right. ladies, those those men do exist. Um, they're very health conscious. Um, and they're looking at their thing every time they turn their head. Um, <laughs> so outside of that, most people don't know. So I say this for relationships. If you know your goal is to be in any type of relationship or even just sexual relationship without knowledge, you're you're kind of setting yourself up to for it to happen to you. Most relationships and most relationships, that's where STIs come from. It's not, oh, just quote unquote being promiscuous. No, it's committed yeah. relationships that right. people are getting STIs in marriage, yeah. engagement, yeah. Um, situationships. However, regardless, it's a ship. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Something yeah. we agree to be on together. Right. Um, that's where a lot, I could say most people receive most of their heartbreak. Right. Yeah. Let's be honest, we've been single. 
you dealt with some heartbreak, but um heartbreak. But in that relationship, it seemed like it's more than ever before. So I would tell people the first thing you will experience is just thinking that your partner cheated on you. And that may not be the case. Don't jump to conclusions. Now, if he or she has a record, yeah, they did it. Right. They yeah, motherfucking yeah, 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 yeah. did it. They got a track record of cheating. You ain't got to think. You ain't got to worry. You right. know. Mm-hmm. We all do. Gotcha. If you say so you don't, you're lying. <laughs> when, when, when a person is first diagnosed with herpes, so individuals might experience, obviously, like the sense of betrayal that you've mentioned yep, or, lo- or, or lose that relationship or loss in the relationship because a lot of relationships probably end based off of that. But what guidance do you offer to navigate these complex emotions? The first thing I tell you is stop making it about them. Breathe. Mm-hmm. First thing, you're tra- it's, this is a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. They're, tra- they're dealing with it just like you're dealing with it. Both give each other a moment to breathe and feel. Now, be mindful of your words because what you say still hurts. We cannot take words back. Right. So be careful what you say because y'all do care about each other. Y'all do, y'all are in a relationship. So same way you have an argument, you need to be mindful on what you say. I don't care how mad you get. I don't care how emotional you get. You need to watch what you say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. number one, nobody's waking up every day and say, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go outside and get herpes. Nobody's looking for that. Okay. Right. So the first thing is you got to understand is we are in shock. Mm. Some people mm. will shut down. Some people are gonna cry. Some people are gonna be mad. Somebody, my whole thing is don't take it personal. Let the person feel. Let them feel. Sometimes feeling separate is a good thing. Yeah. But if y'all have built a relationship and foundation of able to deal with each other's emotions and be supportive, that's one thing. But just know it's gonna be hard to support somebody with something you never dealt with. This is not death. Okay. This is not yeah. grief. Okay. This that's not this. Nobody ever really deals with the tra- uh, traumatic experience of having an STI. They don't deal with the psychological. They don't teach that. They can care less to teach it. But right. it's a real mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big mm-hmm. thing. So I tell people, first, allow yourself to feel. Allow that person to be silent. As we know, most men are going to get quiet. Let him be. Don't force him to talk. Let him give him a moment. When he want to talk, baby, he'll open his mouth. I promise you. That may take a day or two, but just let him be. Okay. Let him be. It's same for you. If he's not ready to talk, that's fine. Okay. Or if he don't want to give a response, don't say anything. He may listen to you, but that don't mean he has to give you something. And most women are looking for a reassurance when they find out, baby, don't look for that reassurance. He is in shock. He need reassurance. <laughs> he want to know, did you give it to me? Y'all can't mm-hmm. really reassure each other at that given moment. Just let each other feel. I think that's the that's biggest true. thing. With having a background in counselor, I'm a strong, I'm strong with shock mode. You're going to deal with shock mode. Give yourself a minute. And Mm -hmm. then start moving forward. And when you move forward at that point, you need to get to somebody, which is me, or therapist, you beautiful ladies here, um, get to a therapist to help you with the psychological distress now. You know, because now you're going to have the symptoms of a mental disorder. You're going to have the depression. You'll have the suicide thoughts. You'll have the anxiety. You'll have the panic. No, you don't have those conditions if you wasn't diagnosed. But if you do, even more of why you need to go to a specialist because you're going to be triggered. Now your depression would increase, you know. Any other yeah. conditions you may have will increase. So I'm a strong believer in deal with your shock, shock mode and then go to somebody to help you with your um, the mental um, turmoil that you experience after that. You need a professional. All right, I, I mean, I love your Dr. friends and I love your mama, but they don't know how to deal with that. Absolutely. I'm going to turn it to uh, Dr. Kamiko. Mm-hmm. All right. So one question I want to ask is for those re-entering the dating scene, like you have the diagnosis, you've you've dealt with the heartbreak, how should one approach the topic of the the condition with their new partners? What do you recommend for people in that situation? You can never date the same again. 
Get over it. That person is dead. Mm-hmm. How you used to move is the reason why you're here. And that's hard to accept. That accountability of yourself is saying, you're mm-hmm. here because you did not know something. Right. So my whole thing, now that you know, move differently. That means you ask asking more questions than you did before. You're having tough conversations earlier. You know, you're um you're cutting people out faster when you realize they are not on the same uh wavelength pertaining to uh, mental. Like mm. you, you, and I and I, when I say that, I'm gonna use the example. If you're talking to somebody and you say, you know, man, I get tested all the time. But what? Run. Run. He doesn't have a portal. Right. He don't have any health insurance. Okay. <laughs> it is a red sign that he haven't demanded to the doctor. If you ask a person what's the where their portal is. They are so behind. They think they get a piece of paper. Baby, you are... I'm concerned. (laughs) I'm just saying. Ladies, guys, we have to think about things. My whole thing is the same way you take care of your body. It's the same way you want your partner to take care of theirs. Because you're going to get that back. If they don't care about their body, they will not care about your body. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. It's not even about the dating. It's about preparing to date. Because what you don't do prior, you won't do when you're in it. You won't maintain that. So I tell a lot of people, oh, I want to get back out here. I said, just say herpes. Uh, okay, you're not ready. Because who? Nobody know what H is. Nobody know what HSV is. Right. You right. said H and V, they're going to think you said HIV. Don't even do that to yourself. That's a whole other door. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be able to be straightforward. You want to be able to communicate very well about a condition that you are living with and a condition they have to come into the world with, like come into your world with. They shouldn't have to, quote unquote, be confused about your condition. If you're confused, they're confused. Right. If they're unsure, you're unsure. My whole thing is what you want, you have to stand on. So I tell a lot of my clients all the time, and even the community, your confidence will flow into the relationship. If you don't have none, the relationship is going to be shaky. But if you have some, that thing's solid and they don't even look like you have anything. Right, right. So that comes so that's the biggest thing. Yourself, right? Yeah, it's, it's first that. Because we know as therapists, y'all know, y'all, people come in our office all the time. They was like, my relationship don't work. What's your, what's your relationship with yourself? That's <laughs> Do you love yourself? When right. the last time you spent time with yourself? And they'll tell you they've been neglecting themselves for years. So the relationship is just, it's just a picture of yourself with another human. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Coach Belize, that was great. And I appreciate you really kind of putting it into perspective. Like you do have to move differently. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about what that takes, right? So moving oh, yes, it takes a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about the importance of self-esteem and mm-hmm. self-love and overcoming the heartbreak. Um, especially for those living with a long-term condition. Um, So we do have the ability to to get back out there because we all, you know, we're human. We're designed to be loved. We're designed to be with Mm -hmm. people. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it can be very isolating in the beginning. And it's not something Mm -hmm. we would expect two weeks later. But what does that look like with the self-love and the self-esteem part of that to get back out there on the dating scene? Stop trying to do it by yourself. Get support. That's the biggest thing. Anybody who ever dealt with heartbreak, if look at two people. I like look at two subjects: the person who try to do it alone and the person who have support. The person who have support move mm-hmm. faster than the person who do not. Mm-hmm. The person who do it alone, all they have is their negativity, their negative mm-hmm. thoughts, the hurt, the pain. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot move forward, but that person already has to have a level of self awareness, a, a level mm-hmm. of a routine of what they have already done, have helped them move past things in their past, which all they do is tap back into what they already know. But if they don't have any of that, the chances of them ever coming back is slim to none. That's good. But for the person who has support and just say if they do have self-awareness or don't have it at all, the people around them 
would help them develop this new sense of love, new sense of self, you know, reassuring them and giving them the things that they need. So I'm a strong believer and do not do it alone. The longer you do it alone, the harder it's going to be. That's good. You know, so I would say, make sure you get support. You know, I'm here to help you. I'll get help you through it because I get it. You also have your professionals, you know, especially if, and I'm a strong believer in, if you have other mental disorders, you must get a specialist. I know the stuff like the back of my hand, okay? I went to school for it too. But at the end of the day, they will help you learn how to deal with the triggers of this. Because all it is is going to trigger whatever else that you may be dealing with. Mm. Um, So if you have other conditions, underlying conditions, or mental um, disorders, or you believe you have developed one because of this or multiple things that happen to you, please get to a medical professional to help you. So the biggest thing is doing not to do it alone. Get into support groups, y'all. Thank God, like as much people don't like COVID, I love COVID. It created a sense of togetherness. Um, you're able to find a group for everything. I have a group for women that's completely free. Um, also, if you're looking for co-ed groups, things like that, I know plenty. Um, even online, you can find somewhere to go. Nice. Get around people who understand. And also, you can see other people living your lives. Like if you're looking at your life, then you don't think it's going to go anywhere because your life is not going anywhere. But if you look at somebody else and they are like, dang, you know, she was dealing with this and, you know, she thought about taking her life and, you know, now she's married and now she got children and he's loving on her. It's like, then you're going to have that gleam of hope. I'm right. a strong believer in support Absolutely. gives you hope. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Um, to wrap us up, what would you say are the keys to overcoming the stigma that is around around her because once a person has dealt with it or just for people who aren't experiencing it, how can we come together and like eradicate the stigma? What have been your approaches or what have you found has been impactful in community? Transparency. The fact that I became the first black, um, not black, African-American woman to do this, we finally had representation. Mm-hmm. And representation freaking matters. We know that as black women, African-American women, melanin women, however you want to identify. Um, when we don't have it, we feel alone instantly. It don't matter what you say. It don't matter what you do. It's like, you don't understand what I'm going through because you don't look like me. So that's the biggest thing that I did was making sure you find somebody who look like you. Find somebody mm-hmm. who have a lifestyle like yours. Find somebody who have a mm-hmm. sexual preference that you have. Because at the end of the day, I won't understand if you're in a same-sex marriage. I don't get it, even though I don't help my... I, listen, I'm very much open. I can help anybody. But if that if you're looking for somebody who understands it because that's their lifestyle, you want to find someone who you who, where you feel you feel understood. And I feel like when you don't feel understood, you don't listen. Okay, you won't hear it. I don't care how much information is correct, you won't listen to it. So make sure number one that you find somebody who have a similar lifestyle to you. Number two is make sure you're being educated ongoingly. If you mm-hmm. still have questions, you need them answered. Unanswered questions mean mean no life in a sense because you can't move without those questions being answered it hinders you from your confidence your your uh dating it hinders a lot of things so i'm a strong Mm. believer in making sure i answer those questions which to them are like life and death oh yeah i can give you life so quickly if i just answer your simple question and to you it's not simple but to me it's simple it's just a simple answer you like I feel it. My clients literally, they hold like, I, I can feel the burst of sunshine come out of them. Because it's like, that's all I need to know. And then they turn around and then they're in a relationship. They're married. They have a great sex life because they just needed an answer. Right. And then the last thing is number one, you know, the biggest thing is support. Utilize the support. If you don't know where to go, I'm here to help you. Go to your med- medical professionals. They have somebody who, they know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody 
who have helped a client with herpes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's good. Sometimes you want to find somebody and I'll say this to anybody who's listening and you have a condition, interview your, 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 your therapist, ask them, do you have a background in STIs? Do you have a background in sexual abuse? Do you have a background in certain things? Mm -hmm. What was the success rate? I know you cannot tell me about the client, but what was the outcome there? Even though Mm -hmm. they're going to give you a general and they're going to let you know it depends on you and what you put in, but they can Mm -hmm. still give you something to now you know you can go in with a little hope that if you can do it for two or three, I can be that six or seven. Right, right. Mm. Awesome. So you dropped a lot of nuggets and a lot of knowledge here, and we really appreciate it. But I would love yeah. for you to share with us, where can our listeners find you? If they need oh, absolutely. your services, please share all the things with us. Okay. So the first place that you can find me is www.vanquishcare.com. That is my, um, that is my, I do have a clothing line. So sorry, y'all, that came out of my mouth. But still, <laughs> um, that's where you will find my topical products, but also you'll find resources. We're starting, I'm about to start like gearing it up. Like I would love for you beautiful ladies to be on there as counselors. Like that, I'm going to ask y'all that in person. Listen, I put a little pressure on y'all. Uh, so y'all can do it. Listen, they be like, oh, y'all counseling with her? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking for women counselors, um, uh, African-American counselors for sure. Cause that's my market. Um, so yeah, I'm in a place of adding more things where you have everything you need in one place. So you have the products, you have the resource, you can book one-on-ones with me, even if you want me to come speak on your podcast or at your events, you'll be able to do all of that in one place. Social mm-hmm. media, you can find me on Instagram as Coach Belize. On YouTube, which is still the biggest uh, platform for education, is STD Life Coach. Or you can put in Coach Belize, you'll find me. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. I don't do TikTok. I'm there, but okay. I'm not. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for your time today and um, being willing to share your story, your products, mm-hmm. and how people can get over heartbreak especially with um, being diagnosed with herpes. We really appreciate you. And uh, we look forward to maybe having you on again in the future. I'm coming back. Y'all are coming back. Y'all are talking about something else. I'm coming back. I love you. (laughs) Sounds good. All Uh, right, ladies. Thank you so much. All right. I know you got to go. Yeah. Y'all have a good one. You too. too. Bye-bye.